so if you uh, don't know what I am, I am Radon, like the gas, Radon. I am from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and I do Chi Alpha in the great city of Winston-Salem. So if God places on your heart to come that way, look me up. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that was very near and dear to my heart outside of the history is encountering and embracing God's love for you. So for the next 50 minutes, I want you to be selfish, okay? I want you to say, God, I need your love. Not the people that you meet and discipling, not um, your family, but in this moment, you need to embrace God's heart for you. Does that make sense? Um, one of the things that I, 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 under, I started to understand, and it's still a journey for me, is that there are lies we believe that can get in the way of us interacting with the Father in the right way. Okay? God is a good Father. Yahweh is a good Father. Jesus said, I have come to show the Father, right? But what we have to learn how to do is how to receive the Father's love so that when he asks us, go talk to so-and-so on campus, we won't be like, no. You understand? When somebody rejects us, we don't have to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Get down on ourselves. Does that make sense? We don't have to go to the girlfriend or the boyfriend. We don't have to lay down who we are in Christ so that we can feel love and embrace. You catching that? Um, and we, as God's people, need to learn how to receive it so we can redistribute it into this earth. Because, to be honest, I'm a millennial, millennials and Gen Zers, we struggle with identity. We find that identity in our sexuality, how much money we get paid, in the major we're doing, right? Everything that's American, the American dream, the American idol that we have, that's what we embrace instead of who Jesus died on the cross, raised from the dead, got to give us the sons of God, okay? So let's get into it. Let's pray for a little bit. Father, Father, hold your hands out like this just to receive. Father, God, I ask that today that you help us to just know, just to even start that journey with you. Father, our Father in heaven, Holy Spirit, I ask that you begin to fall down and let your love just permeate our souls, God. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, so this is a, actually this is like a three-day conference. Somebody just leaned on the wall. I'm on understand some things. Um, in order, um, this is a, like a three-day conference. Everybody, anybody ever heard of Big Schroeder? Woo! Yeah. You listen to Father Heart of God stuff, correct? Yes. And then we'll, dude, I'm 34. I remember doing it at 28 hours in the room. I was like, dang, I ain't got nothing together, man. And you know what? That's when God comes and wraps his hands around you and said, I know. Ha! And he's like, I love you still. 
Amen. John, John. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to just whet your appetite, and I'm going to leave you to some resources at the end, okay? All right? In order for us to have a deep understanding of who the, the triune God is, and to have a deeper relationship with the triune God, we must know this God is Father. We must know in our hearts that He is a good Father who wants nothing but the best for us. We must be willing to allow Him to be Lord of every area in our lives. Get that? Every area in our lives. But sometimes we may find it hard to trust that He is a good Father. We must know that our Heavenly Father, we go to the next one. There's these four things he has for you, okay? Number one, he thinks about us and has thoughts towards us. Woo! That'll be enough right there. The creator of the universe, who created eight million people, have individual thoughts about each and every one of us, personalized to your life. Number two, he loves us as children and not as slaves. You hear me? As children, not as slaves. That's the, ooh, all right, we're going to get on that later, okay? <laughs> Number three, he desires to give us good. I, that, that just sound, don't, don't sound right. <clears throat> Syntax-wise, the sentence. But he desires to give us good. That don't mean beamers and, you know, billion dollars in the uh, bank. But he desires to give us good. Number four, he disciplines us as his children. When God says no, that don't mean he hates you. He just knows what's best for you. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Right? That's discipline, by the way. Like, stuff in our life is out of line. And he allows situations to bring us back in the line, right? Yeah, all of This is the big truth that I want you to take away today, okay? Everyone longs to see God as Father, but we don't see him as he is. Does that make sense, y'all? All right. And here's a question that I have for you. Why do you think we don't see God as a good father. Anybody can answer. Wrong guy. Oh, man. If that happened to you, I am sorry. What happened to you doesn't mean it has to develop your future. All right? Thank you. Good answer. What else? Wow. Interesting. Wow. We don't feel worthy to have a good dad. The judgment that God brought was after years of warning them. You'd be like, oh, okay. Like, like you were like now, like, man, I'm about to just bring rats. But you gotta understand what that's doing, right? Like, these people were oppressing people in the city. City officials taking bribes so that poor people wouldn't be able to. So God, like, you broke the covenant, and then he said, people, right? 
That's a good father to discipline them and they still didn't listen. It's a difference. It's a difference. Go ahead, back up. Yeah, they don't they don't see they don't see what God is doing in their life, right? Is that is that fair? And then like like what in the world is going on? Man, my mom shouldn't have died. I prayed. What do you do with that, right? Like my my father who I prayed, died from heart failure at the age of 60. You're like, what in the world? And then you get COVID and then you have a miscarriage in the same year. Right? Circumstances is like, what in the world is going on? God help us. Right? Anybody else? One more person. One more. Um, a good friend of mine said that sometimes we see God for his works rather than his ways. And so if we're not like living in a miracle that we see, sometimes we can think that God has given us because right. Yeah, so right, so we look at his gifts instead of him being in the, in the person. Um, one thing one thing I've noticed Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, um, um, but if you notice like like when you became a new believer, man, you was praying just stuff, just God was just showing up and miracles were happening, and then after a while, you start walking through stuff. You're like, God, you ain't doing this. You're like, no, that ain't it. You need to know me in a different way. I'm not a genie, baby. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I got one amen. <laughs> so here goes some here goes some reasons why, okay? Number one, like the young lady said, that was a great answer, by the way. Parents may have not represented the father correctly. I need you to understand, it ain't just dad, it's mom and dad. Yeah. Um, I probably would change this thing to the, the parenting heart of God if I could. Okay? The parenting heart of God. Because both parents represent God um, as one person. If, we, if you understand it, like when you get married, two becoming one is, is a understanding of the triune nature of God himself. It's the, it's the husband, wife, and then God. And then the three are working to represent God into the world. Make it sense? Yes. The church and Jesus are representing the Father to the world. Um, and sometimes, I'm sorry to say it, but we suck as human beings. <laughs> and, hey, if you in this room, you're like, man, I just got it together. They hurt me. Who have you hurt? You know, you get what I'm saying? Like, sometimes we forget the pain that's done to us. We, we forget we, we've disseminated pain to other people. We represent Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit very bad. And sometimes our parents do too. And as a parent who's a sinner, saved by grace, I'm like, dang, I should not have raised my voice to my daughter. And I have to say I'm sorry. I should have kissed my wife this morning. Oh, I'm so sorry, Lord. And you get what I'm saying? Representation. Life. Life. Number two is life. Like life. 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 That could be, it is a game. Life, life. Life is horrible sometimes. Ain't it? Yeah. Sometimes just, it ain't God, but human beings, we as human beings, Adam and Eve set up this world, and we continue to bring out that thing. This is the world God graciously gave to us. 
And we as human beings have sucked. And God is coming into humanity through Jesus Christ, through the believer, to reconfigure his world. Make it sense. But it's us as human beings, we mess up the world, not God. God created us to reign and rule with him. Okay? But we haven't been reigning and ruling. We've been doing pretty bad. Like, you know, the whole like, the world is running out of resources thing. You human beings who did that. You know what I'm saying? The whole like, um, I see the bullying people in high school and middle school. It's just like, oh my God. Life. Life circumstances. Um, number three, lies from the devil. Um, I had a friend, I have a friend who's a believer now, who got in their identity sexually. Um, like, they just, they was like, man, like, because they were, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not as feminine, stereotypical feminine. Um, she thought, well, I'm a man. And the devil just took, like, well, you're not like the rest of the other girls. Then that means you are a man. No, you're not. You're still a woman who represents God. Right? Just because, like, you may want to lift weights and Instead of doing whatever other feminine things happen, I'm trying not to. Triune God, because it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
Three persons, one essence. Does that make sense? They're all God. But there's a plurality and a singularity. Make it sense? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the triune God, and this is some false way we can proceed. The first one is Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, y'all know exactly. That's why you laugh, because you know it's true. Right? Yeah, something actually is real. Um, and then this person, we, we, we come to him with our wish list and have no relationship. Look, and we do it. And this is crazy. Think of the, you know what? Santa Claus messed up the gospel for like probably 300, at least 200 million Americans. You do good all year so you can get gifts? That's why you do good? Really? So your heart would be wicked, but you don't just do good stuff so you can... Oh, okay. The angry God. A God who is always waiting for you to mess up. Yeah. You ever had that? Yeah. You like feel like you gotta walk on eggshells and on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh. And then you gotta, when you pray, this is what you do, you you, you repent. Yeah. Like 80 million times over. <laughs> right? And then you're like, I gotta read my Bible and then come back. So you can feel better. <laughs> It's the difference between conviction and condemnation. And most of the time, if you don't know God's voice, condemnation is always going to set in. Make sense? All right. Um, number three, the far off father. This is a God who does not care about the events in your life. Number four is the perfectionist. A God who, a God who expects you to be perfect before you are loved. Um, in some cultures, um, I've, I've noticed like in Western culture, it tends to be, what do you want to be when you grow up? In other cultures, if you go eastward, Outside of European and North American and sometimes South American cultures, it's more of the father gets on you to practice, to study hard, so that you can have a decent life. You got to be perfect in everything. That is a false view of Jesus. Okay? And some of y'all even come from families that's just like that, even in the West, too. Like, it wasn't never good enough. Some of y'all, like, probably freak out when you get a, a seat on the test. Because you got, because growing up or whoever was over your back harping, you gotta get good grades. And sometimes it may even come from a good place from that person. Does that make sense? They want the best for you, but really, that's not the best. It's bare minimum. Okay? Alright, let's look at Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 31. It's about the prodigal, prodigal son. You heard this one, right? You can write it down. Um, you can pull it up. I'm going to give you the radar Haskins version, okay? R-H-B-F. 
Hey, is it, is it on the script? Is it the next slide? You can go ahead and put it up. Thank you. Okay. Well, go back, go back. I don't want you to see the, the reveal. So, Jesus says, like, the kingdom of heaven is like this, right? He always gives these parables like we've been learning this week. Thank you, Jesus, for parables. My father had two sons. From what I remember, the young one came to his father one day and said, yo, Give me my stuff. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Give me my area to do. The father ain't even dead. He's like, man, just give me my stuff. Right? He goes, and the Bible says that he goes into a faraway country, and he spends all that money on like, man, he turned it up, right? Like, he clubbing. He, uh, I don't know. He, he, he going around with, um. He's sleeping around. He just, he don't care. <laughs> it's really bad. It's actually cool. He goes broke. One day he finds himself looking up in a, a pigsty, right? A pigsty is like where pigs live. Have you ever seen a pig? They're really filthy animals. It's poor because it tastes good, but it's, re it's really horrible, right? He's sleeping there. One day he comes to himself, right? He says, man, at least if I go home, I can work for my daddy. And so, you know, he's, he gets up, he goes home, right? On his way home, his daddy, the Bible says, is looking far out. He's already waiting for him, which is interesting. Isn't that crazy? He's already standing there. So I'm, I'm going to fill in some blanks, all right? Don't hold me to this, but I think he got up every day. Yeah. Ooh, that was pretty too. And he goes out, like, and he's... You know what I'm and then his father, the Bible says, runs to him, gives him a hug, put him, put the put the ring back on, him, right? And the son comes back to himself, and they're like, man, we about to party. So they cut him the best. They gave him, they give him the filet mignon, right? They eat, they party, and then uh, the other son is outside, right? The servant's gonna get to that like, man, your son tripping out, bro. And, and then he goes, and he's like, man, what's up? Like, what's going on? He said, man, I lived in your house, I slaved and I toiled for you. But this son who comes back, you celebrate him. You ain't doing that for me, cuz. Because. <laughs> hey, God, like, like, God, like, you ain't doing that for me, G. I'm the working for you, man. <laughs> and then the father says, hold up. Let me check. Got too much. Give one your children. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, he says, everything that I have is already yours. Can't you celebrate with me? That your brother came home, he was lost, we hear it all the time, and now he was found? And what's interesting is, is that the son never answers. The story ends. Think about it. There's some things from the younger son. Here's the, here's the thing. We always think we're the younger son. 
But you can find yourself being the younger son or the older son. It all depends on the day of the week. Right. Okay. The younger son, number one, didn't want relationship with his father. Right there. 
Is that video? What's up, John? Oh, yeah. Yeah, look, all right. Put another 25 on it. All right. Because <laughs> we get 50 minutes. Yes. All right. First thing you need to do is replace the lies you are believing with the truth of God's word. Guys, I'm not talking about popping your earbuds to walk to class and to listen to, <clears throat> listen to the Bible on double speed. <laughs> I was a student, so I did it back in the day, in 2006, 7. But what you need to do is sit down and study the Word. Find every place in the Bible where it says, God the Father. Just start looking at the things. Get it in your soul, get it in your mind. Um, number two, Ask the Holy Spirit to, um, to reveal the Father's heart toward you. Ask him. He'll do it. But then lastly, ask others to pray the Father's blessings over you. I think I put over and I forgot to put the you. Oh, oh, that's so bad. Perfection is coming up. All right, guys, we're going to practice that. You ready? Y'all want to do that? Just to start? Okay, cool. Go to the next slide. I want you to close your eyes. Close your eyes. So Psalm 23 talks about you make a table, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Everybody close your eyes. It's going to be a part of the exercise, okay? I want you to think about this. You at this table, right? This long table in this big mansion. Man, it's your favorite food. It's, I don't know, stuffed crust pizza. If you vegan, salad. <laughs> right? Hey, 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 hey. Impossible meat, whatever. That's some good food, by the way, if you eat Right. You know, the baked macaroni. Right? The ham. Man, for me, red velvet cake. Y'all see it? You see it? Here's the thing. Where do you see yourself at the table? And you gotta, you gotta figure that one out. And if you don't see yourself at the table, why not? Here's the thing. But the Father, I want you to hear this. The father's sitting there with his arms out saying, come eat. Come have a meal with me. Come talk with me. Oh, you need some more ham? Don't worry about it. Get the ham, y'all. And so for the next few minutes, we're going to feast a little bit, okay? Psalm 103. I want you to listen to this in your eyes, And allow God to, to really just talk to your soul. And then we'll have you like read it on your own a little bit here. But then what we're going to do is, whoever wants prayer, we're going to declare the Father's goodness over you. Okay? We got people here to do that, all right? My soul bless the Lord, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. My soul bless the Lord, and do not forget all his benefits. This is the Old Testament, by the way, y'all. He forgives all your iniquities. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. He heals all your diseases. 
He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with faithful love and compassion. Just think about that. He just put a crown on your head that says love and compassion. He satisfies you with good things. Your youth is renewed like the eagle. Yeah, Lord, let that group, yeah, let it come back to me. <laughs> the Lord execute acts of righteousness and justice for all oppressed. Those of you who have been oppressed. He's executing, he's working that thing out. He's restoring those situations. He revealed his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious. Hear this last part. For those of you who struggling, who dealt with sin, who might even fell into temptation, it says, he's slow to anger and abounding in faithful love. So now he gives you some faithful love and he's happy with you. And you messed up, so what? That doesn't disqualify you as his child. He will not always accuse us or be angry forever. He has not dealt with us as our sins deserve, or repaid us according to our iniquities. Oh, man. For as high as the heavens are above, so great is his faithful love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows what we are made of, remembering that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He blooms like a flower of the field. When the wind passes over it, it vanishes, and his place is no longer known. But from eternity to eternity, the Lord's faithful love is toward those who fear him. And his righteousness toward the grandchildren of those who keep his covenant, who remember to observe his precepts. The Lord has established all, I mean, established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, all his angels of great strength, who do his word, obedient to his commandments. Bless the Lord, all his armies, his servants who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all the places where he rules. My soul bless the Lord. Amen. So guys, at this time, can we cut on a little bit of music, just a little bit of elevator? <laughs> what we're gonna do is like maybe for some of you, you're like, man. I, I, I really need prayer about this. This is just the starting point, y'all. We're going to pray for you. We're going to prophesy over you. We're going to lay hands on you and declare God's love for you. All right? For the rest of you, just want to sit in your seat. Go back and read Psalm 103. Okay? Um, then, can we go to the last slide? I want you guys to take a picture of this. And this, this series is going to go deeper. That first one is going to go deeper into this. It's on YouTube. But that book, Prodigal God by Tim Keller, I'm telling you, you'll be more convicted than anything. But you also understand God's love for you. Let's pray. 
Father, we love you. We thank you. You're a good, good Father. But God, we don't believe it as we ought to. And Father, what I ask for is that you teach us, even in this moment, to receive the Father's affirmation, the Father's love, Father, I pray, Lord, there's some curses that have been passed down. Be broken off in the name of Jesus. It says I'm not anything or on a mountain to anything. I got to climb ladders to make you happy. Whatever their parents brought down to them, God. We break it in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Whoever hurt us physically, mentally, emotionally, God, I pray that it starts to break this year, Lord. I'm starting from getting John 4, guys, in my heart about the woman at the well. This woman had five husbands, whatever it was, but she was with another guy. But Jesus said, if you knew who you were talking to, you would ask me for eternal life. And I pray in the name of Jesus that people are able to receive that. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we got people around around the room who needs prayer. If you want us to pray with you, we want to just declare God's goodness over your life, okay? For the rest of you, read Psalm 103. Like right now, if you ain't doing nothing, do that, okay? And then if you get prayer, go back, okay? Does that make sense? All right, let's do it.